This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Welcome to the program. Uh, we are very excited here at the Pat and Stu program mm-hmm. uh, because our president is setting new records all the time. Yay! Um, what true. record did he set? Uh, well, uh, he uh, again. Has I mean, every day it's something, something new, something fantastic. exciting. No one has ever done this before. Okay. Uh, at least as president of the United States, uh, he enters the presidency with the lowest job approval in American history. Yay! It's, it's a record. Wait. Well, really? you wanna, if you're going to achieve something, you want to go all the way. Well, and, right. Uh, he yeah. was able to do that. 45% of Americans approve of job performance. Now, of course, you might note, wait a minute, that's way higher than it was in the campaign, which is true. It happens every time. And, and I think that's part of what we celebrate about uh, the inauguration and everything of the peaceful transfer of power. People kind of do what we've done uh, with uh, Obama and um, uh, Trump, which is try to give him a clean slate. You know, try to say, hey, uh, you know what, all those things that annoy me, let's be happy about them for a moment. Um, and uh, so people went from, you know, he was in the 30s and he went all the way up to about 45 percent. Uh, 45 percent approve, 45 percent disapprove uh, is the first time a president has received an initial approval rating under 50 percent in the history of the poll, which goes all the way back to 1953. So it's possible, like, you know, Zachary Taylor had a worse... Oh, is it? It's possible. It okay, only goes so back you, to 1953. You can't definitively um, no, say. No, I cannot. I cannot. All um, right. Dwight uh, Eisenhower. And the, the numbers are, do we have the actual whole thing in here by any chance? Uh, we don't. Because no, it, we don't. Uh, the list of them is, is ridiculous. They're, it's not like 45 and a bunch of other people at 51. It's ev- almost everyone in the entire history has been above 70. 
entering, entering. they're above you just, 70. You've got a grace period. Yeah. People are like, yeah, well, you know, I'm glad. It's hey, a honeymoon you know, time. Yeah, you get a honeymoon until they start mm -hmm. governing, and then everyone gets pissed off at you. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, what's his face? Uh, Obama was up near 80 when he Jeez. when he walked into office. Well, because he was he was black. No, but everybody is. I mean, every president gets Everybody's this. black? No, not everyone's black. Every oh. president gets the benefit of the grace period, which oh, we're talking about. Okay. Uh, which, yeah, some of them, I mean, some of the presidents, I think it was uh, Truman was 96% uh, or something. 96? <laughs> Heading in? Yeah. So when FDR three, died yeah. and he took over, it was 96% or something. At least I think like, his disapproval wow. number was 3%. And I would actually say that of all the Democrats I can think of, Harry Truman was probably, you know, pretty decent. I mean, based on, I'm, I don't know that I'm a Trumanophile, that I know everything about him or everything he ever did, but, you know, just generally speaking, seemed like he was a straightforward guy, an honest guy, and a decent president. And won the war, obviously, yeah. uh, being a big yeah. part of that. Uh, Made a tough, tough decision. You talk about a tough decision. I mean, Obama decided to... Uh, Go after and kill Bar Barack Obama. How, I mean, and that was the, the toughest decision, decision 500 in five hundred years. <laughs> five hundred years. Five hundred. Way harder than whether to drop the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, well, that was really a flip of a coin. That I was think. a ah, whatever. Ah, go, yeah, sure, go ahead. Whatever. Heads yeah, we yeah, do, tails it. we don't. All right, it's heads go. And so I think that's what happened there. So interesting. Mm, very interesting. 90% um, uh, of Republicans uh, approved. 81% of Democrats disapproved. <laughs> In independents split 40% approved, 44% disapproved. But again, that's, 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 a normal, like, that's a normal approval poll, right? Yeah, I suppose, um, yeah. The, the issue is that these, the, when you walk into office, it's not supposed to be normal. I mean, it is really, I, I don't know if you mm -hmm. can send me back that link or something. I can give you the other percentages, but they are really ridiculous. Um, and it be ridiculously high, and you don't kind of remember that. Like even George Bush was in the '70s. I mean, remember how? Remember going how, in? Yeah, going in. Uh, I, I want to say it was the '70s, and then um, uh, and that was after a really angry back and forth mm -hmm. election that was disputed, and still to this day, to the left is disputed, mm -hmm. despite the numerous media recounts that happened afterwards. Um, you know, it's kind of a uh, it's it's a weird thing that we've had in, in our culture for a long time that died this election um you know trump is not getting that benefit of the doubt um which you know i mean obviously there's some disagreement among republicans uh who don't like the guy um you know a lot of conservatives still have problems with him but in reality it's it's more of a it's really across the entire society i mean 90 percent approval among republicans is pretty good yeah and you're not gonna get too much better than that yeah. but the democrats really don't like him and independents aren't too fond either let me ask you this if they would have who who conducted the poll here whose whose poll is this uh gallup okay so if gallup had called you and they said do you approve or dis disapprove of uh president donald j trump uh, as he comes into office uh what would have been your response um i would have said that i disapprove of donald trump oh wow mm -hmm. i would have been wow. in, in that i i do um however i'm wow. trying to give him a clean slate as far but a clean slate doesn't mean you approve of the guy and then, like, you go in with, a, hey, I think he's the greatest ever, and now he has to prove me wrong. It goes into, it's an empty vessel. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm try you try to judge him by what he's done. And I think we've done a good job with that, honestly. Oh, um, I think we've, yeah. I've been, we've now, been I don't, very. I doubt Trump supporters. Of in course. fact, I know they don't think we have. But, of course not. I mean, pretty fair. Pretty fair. Now, if Gallup had called me, I would have said, I'm not interested in taking your poll. And I would have hung up on them.
Uh, so. so you're going to try to scamper your way out of the answer yeah, to that question? pretty much. How would you, seriously, how would That's, you answer that it? That is how I would answer Okay, would let's say, say no, I'm, I'm asking interested. you right now. I'm asking I'd you. I'd still say I'm not interested in asking Jeffy, you. Jeffy, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I obviously I, disapprove. Because, I mean, I, I think that's. Because I think. For us, you know, you got it, right? I mean, clean, we made that clear. The, the clean slate element is what I would say is, a, is an interesting part of that. And that, yeah. like, I am trying to judge. I'm waiting to see. I'm trying to see and, and try to throw. But, I mean, if you ask me whether I approve or disapprove. I mean, no. Do, do do I feel better about his presidency now than I did uh, the day he walked out of office or, or, or was elected? I would say yes to that. Um, there has been a mixed bag here. I mean, you know, there's yeah. been some things that have been really yeah. good and some things that have not been so good. Uh, but a mixed bag is more than I was hoping for. Yeah, and I would say on January 24th today, as, as it sits with what he's done so far, I would have to say I'm... Uh, closer to approving so far than disapproving. Oh, I've probably moved toward him a little bit because of his actions. I, I, he's been pretty good. I mean, surprisingly good. Uh, the one, the one really downside was the was the Sean Spicer nonsense of trying to pretend like they had the biggest crowd of all time and just the That's continual minor. lies. Is I mean, stupid. the continual lies are not minor. I mean, the, the, the particular no, thing you're, you're citing as a lie is, is minor. Is minor. But, um, the, but the ongoing lying, which he does so regularly for no reason, for no apparent reason, you don't have to lie about that. Just ignore it. Mm -hmm. uh, but he can't. Constant. He can't. Um, so I would say that's bad. I mean, uh, the, the Flynn Russia stuff is very bad. I mean, Flynn is a terrible yes. appointment. I, I mean, I can't, yes. I cannot stress. It's probably the worst appointment of the entire time. Um, I mean, Bannon is not a, is not directly, I mean, he's a special advisor. Uh, I, I don't think he's good. Um, you know, he's now bringing in tons of Breitbart editors to be in the white house, which does not seem like particularly the, a good move. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So, but I mean, I think, and I said this on the, uh, at least off the air, I don't know if I said it on the air, um, where I think a lot of the, the, some of the good things that have come out of the administration so far are probably Bannon pushes. I mean, because Bannon is the type of guy who doesn't care about, um, uh, you know, necessarily what people think about him. Um, and he's going to go as far as he can um, for whatever he believes. That works out great when you agree with him. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it works out great. Like, for example, I think on environmental issues, um, where I think there should be much less involvement from the federal government than there is, so far so good. There's been a lot of really good things that have happened in that realm and in energy. Um, you know, Rex Tillerson, I think, it, uh, is, uh, is a mixed bag for me. Flynn is bad. Um, uh, Bannon is not good. Um, the Bright, I don't want Breitbart people necessarily in there. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a few, uh, you know, his um, uh, trade and commerce secretaries. Uh, eh. I liked his labor appointment, though. Um, EPA uh, seems to be EPA, decent. Yep, uh, decent. Um, so, again, so, uh, you know, yeah. it, you know, he put in six, seven Goldman Sachs executives. Now, I have no problem with Goldman Sachs. My get, you know, my belief is people go there because they pay them a lot of money and they're Sadly, the best place. Sadly, though, he was the one yeah. bashing Goldman Sachs right. during the primary season yeah. just because Ted Cruz's wife worked there. Right. I just, I can't take it. I just, I can't take that. But, I mean, Elaine, Elaine Chow, which is Mitch McConnell's wife, was, was, proposed, was put into a role, which, I mean, again, I don't think she, I think she's a good, um, she's a good servant, right? I mean, I think she's a good public servant. I just don't mm -hmm. think... Uh, you know, that's not draining the swamp, certainly. Um, and again, all these, most of the people, I mean, I think what you've seen is there's been 20% Trump devotees 
that to my in my mind are very bad appointments. Yeah. There's been 60% normal Republican Republican appointees, you know, people that George Bush or Jeb Bush could have easily appointed, like Betsy DeVos, I mean, people like that, there, you know, that Jeb Bush loved when she was appointed. Very standard picks that could be picked by any Republican president. And there's been another 20% that have been, you know, excellent, good to excellent. Um, and so that's a mixed bag, and that's a bag I can live with, because honestly, if you put, if you put, um, uh, you know, Jeb Bush as president or Marco Rubio as president, I would have a similar pers- uh, percentage with the exception of that real, that downside. And that you probably get less of the, of the excellent picks and uh, less of the horrible picks than you would get, you're getting with Trump. And I think the issue is really what defines his presidency from my perspective seems to be, at least early on, how bad is the bad? Because, you know, if the bad is he puts Michael Flynn in the role uh, and he doesn't really get much influence because he's wrong on everything, that's one, that's one point. You know, if we find out that um, uh, General Mattis uh, is in his role and is ignored constantly because he disagrees with Trump on Russia, you know, that's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think if the bad is just normal government bad, this is going to be fun, I think. Generally speaking, a lot of good things are going to happen. Um, and I think at least we'll get a normal Republican president. Yeah. I'm just you're concerned with people like Flynn, who's a complete, I mean, they absolutely should have no role in the government at this point. Um, not to mention he's a Democrat, but that's a whole other story. One of the appointments so far, uh, FCC Chairman Najee Pai, yeah. is it Pai or Pay? I think it's Pai, right? I believe, yes. Uh, is promising transparency, and he, he promised to roll back net neutrality. It's a great, this is a great pick. That's and one, fantastic. We, we have praised him on that's the air fantastic. before, as he was really the only guy who was uh, speaking out against net neutrality, when, and we've covered that mm. extensively on this program. It's actually a pretty important issue that Obama went the other way with, and it does seem like uh, this is a good appointment. I mean, I'm excited about this one. 34th chairman of the FCC. Deeply uh, humbling honor. That, I mean, that's great because the net neutrality thing, as we spoke about many, many, many times when this was being, uh, you know, kicked around a little bit, is an absolute nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. There's absolutely no reason for it. There, there already is uh, freedom on the Internet. And you're not going to make something that's free more free. It's already free. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much more free can it get? You, you, it's not taxed. You can say anything you want on your, on your blogs and Facebook within reason. You can't threaten the president of the United States, but almost everything else you can do. And, and yeah, you, you won't be jailed for it. I mean, look at, yes, Jeffy's a great example of that. How many websites, Jeffy, do you have now that you can are admit, free to do virtually whatever? And can admit to. Well, I mean, there's... Legally. Several. Okay. Several. That are... Uh, mm-hmm. That are up to, and running right now. And it's mm-hmm. a vague, strong. Uh, how many? Of the, how many things strong. would you like to have on if you could just loosen the law just a little bit? Oh well, first of all, <laughs> Stu, mm-hmm. I don't think you want me to go into no. I don't. What's <laughs> linking up on some of those already? So there's. I mean, I'm not concerned with when you say laws. I'm not sure what you're. <laughs> you don't know what I'm what even referring. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> Ajit Pai is a good one. We like that. Um, uh, the uh, Mexico City policy on abortion, um, which is that was fantastic. Great. Um, very, Stupid. Again, 
Every stupid Republican, that we were funding right. that to begin with. What are we doing? Every Republican does this. Um, however, I'm glad Ugh. he also did it. Right. Yeah. I mean, he seems to yeah. be, you know, when we said this during the campaign, the one issue where he had been liberal for his entire life and it was now seemingly conservative, um, that he had a tangible uh, pivot point was abortion. Um, you know, there is now Rogers. Because he's actually spoken of his pivot point. Yeah, he's spoken and, about and the it. speculation is that it, it was his own son he was talking about. He said he had a friend that was born and it was a great kid. You know, everybody thinks he's talking about his own and just didn't want to say Barron. that. Yeah, Barron. It, that, and they, you know, they talked about Because the timeline kind of fits. Yes, and, and the person who said that is Roger Stone, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, uh, who, I mean, now, Roger Stone, as we've said on this program, says nothing that you could actually believe. Uh, however... In this particular case, it's one of those things where it seems like that message may have been well, pushed out there. Except from... for what about being poisoned by the polonium? Uh, oh, yeah. That's weird. We missed yeah, that. He, yeah. he, did, he, that, he did say that, and you can take that directly to the bank. Well, because one gram could kill bank. 10 million people. But for him, it just kind of made him sick well, for a week. Well, that's how tough he is. That's how tough yeah, he is. He did, tough guy. He did tough have guy. diarrhea. It gave him diarrhea. So, I mean, he's not Superman, but he's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, take a step towards positive... Positive self-reliance, yes. With is there negative supply. self-reliance? I, I don't think, think so. so. Do you? Yeah, I think so. What, what's a negative self-reliance? If I'm relying on myself, what's the negative aspect of that? Uh, well, <clears> uh, <throat> sexually. If you're, ne- if you're self-reliant, <laughs> it's a negative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly, you came up with one. <laughs> I know. Congratulations. Uh, I was up against the wall there. <laughs> it's easy to prepare emergency food from my patron supply. Uh, it's delicious. It tastes great. It, is, uh, it, it lasts for 25 oh years. It basically <laughs> serves every need you might have. To be self-reliant. Well, yes, as far as food is concerned. Uh, but as <laughs> Stu said, it might not help the other kind of thing. Uh, so get four weeks of easy-to-prepare food for $99, and they throw in the shipping for free. It's an awesome deal. It gets you prepared, and you get that weight off your shoulders. Call them today, please. Mm-hmm. 888-411-5290 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. Preparewiththeblaze.com. Do it now. Right now. Go ahead. Right do it. 888 Do it. Very happy to be in Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. I, I want to hear this um, uh, Melania Trump thing because I'm guessing it's fun, and that's why we have it here. There's a video that shows Melania's face. Oh yeah, this is interesting. It's Trump not, isn't looking at her. It's not long, um, and and there is context to this that that you know changes it, but it's still oh. a really funny video. Okay. Um, here is uh, the interaction apparently between uh, Donald Trump and Melania. And it's. My prayer that God will bless you, your family, your administration, and Hi. And this <laughs> my prayer that God will bless uh. you. <laughs> Your family. Weird. What is uh your administration? So, okay, so what's going on there? The the belief is that uh you know he's basically doing a prayer and yes. Donald Trump is turning around and, and talking to her, so she's smiling when he mentioned, but she goes back into prayer mode, sort of somber prayer mode right afterwards. Okay. Um, but uh-huh. she doesn't actually cl- you notice her eyes. So watch it can we watch it again? Bad. 
It does. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I think I, I, in the moment they probably the problem here is really Donald Trump turning around in the middle of a prayer going, hey, yeah. honey, check this out. We got a right. lot of people here. Right. We see her face kind of drop here. She does not. She blinks. She uh, then makes the sad face. <laughs> Good God, what have I done? And then she but her eyes are open. She's still looking around. Now she looks kind of um, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an amazing moment. And, and his, he's got rusting bitch face, so it's yeah. hard to tell what the deal is with him because mm-hmm. he always looks like that. And uh, Well, he's really right there. He's really tired. I mean, he didn't get any sleep that night sleeping at the Blair house. Remember, he came out of yeah. the Blair house there yeah. looking horrible, looking tired, really? big circles under his eyes, yeah, looking grouchy. Yeah, because he didn't want to sleep there, and they forced him into it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get any mm-hmm. sleep at all. That's mm-hmm. bizarre. I, I mean, there are those who think this is just a business arrangement between the two of them, and I take issue with that. That besmirching their forever love really upsets me. I, I find it disturbing that uh, people would take shots at what is obvious, obviously, an incredibly happy eternal couple there. Um, I, I, you could see the love. <laughs> Written all yeah. over her face for him. Mm-hmm. And you just saw it there mm-hmm. when he turned around. It's written all over her face. So I won't hear it. The, I will not hear it. The billionaire lingerie model couplings haven't always proved out to be well, the longest lasting. In, in Anna Nicole Smith's case, where that, that lasted well. until he died, right? Or she died. One of them. I think he died well, he and then died she first. died. Yeah. But. What happened to her? I forget. Was it a drug overdose? Yes. Is that what happened there? Down in the Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, and But people besmirched that uh, true love as right. well, and I was offended by that. As well, you should have been. That people was, thought because love. he was 92 and she was 28 that they weren't truly, <laughs> truly head over heels. And uh, I just found that uh, irritating that people would jump to that conclusion. Jeffy? <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with Pat more. Yeah, you concur, I mean, yeah, right? I, I, your current marriage mm-hmm. has to be a larger age difference than Anna Nicole Smith and. Not yeah, because you're in your <laughs> early to mid four hundreds, and she's, she's definitely not. <laughs> so uh, she's I mean, not. that's uh, what uh, I mean. That's the big battle in the Redstone case, too, right? Uh, old man Redstone. Old man I mean, he's like a thousand, and they prop him up. The young wife man. props him up. She still wants the money. The family's fighting over it. I mean, that's the big. Well, it happened fight. with uh, it's happened several times. I don't want to go into some of the details on that, but there've been it's happened yeah. several times. And well, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. You're an incredibly beautiful, like maybe even a fashion model. Oh, thank you. Okay, no, you, not you. <laughs> oh, consider a person who is okay. And you're, she's maybe 25, and she meets this 75-year-old billionaire. And she just wants his money. But in the meantime, she's got to put in the time. She's got to put up with him slobbering all over her mm-hmm. and, you know, taking his dentures out at the and leaving them in a cup. And she's got to go into the bathroom and see all that. It's nasty. Whatever. So you put in your time. You did the work. You did your gold digging. And now it's time for the payoff because he's dead. And then the family steps in. That would piss you off. That's true. Right? That's a good point, it would. right? It, it would. would. It would piss you. It off. would piss you off. It would piss you off. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did, I did the time. Right. right. Where were you when he was slobbering all over me? Yeah. 
You yeah. are somewhere You're else. You're gallivanting around the country. Right. Now I you mean, want a little bit of his cash? No, no, no. 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 Usually, I feel like the 25-year-old model in this scenario is not even asking for all of it. Just no, wants her right. Share. That's right. She just wants just her, her share. That's all she wants. Come on. Is that I 20 that, million? I don't know. Is it, is it 70 50? million? What's, Whatever it is. What's fair? It's got to be something. It's got to be something. Can't be right. zero. No, it cannot gotta be, be something. zero. Uh, it and I, you know, look, zero. Uh, you know, you got to pay for <laughs> services rendered, right? I mean, you seriously think about that uh, arrangement. And, and if they're doing it for that reason and it doesn't pay off like that, that's got to hurt. Yeah, oh, no, I know. Because that's, that's got to be icky. And as much as we're, we're I mean, because I think some there are some arrangements that are like that. There's yeah. no evidence at all that Donald Trump and Melania are like that. However, it is one of those situations where rich, older billionaire is able to, uh, you know, marry a younger uh, model. And that's that the is only evidence that say. we have on that. Yeah. I mean, there's no, they, I mean, I don't think Donald Trump is. Didn't somebody particularly- say, somebody keeps telling me that they heard that Melania said it was a business arrangement or something. Is there I don't know any that evidence of that? I, I know that he has said, like, you know, I don't, I'm not really there to raise the kids. She does it. Right. Um, you know, yeah. um, you know, he also said, I'm going to divorce her someday. Um, you know, you know, we're not, you know, we're most likely going to get divorced. Uh, you know, that's why I have a prenup, things mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever said anything. Uh, <laughs> just, he's a romantic. I mean, he's a romantic, he is. right? He's a romantic. Swept yeah. her off her feet. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you say the most uh, romantic oh, things. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Uh, there was an SNL writer that was suspended for inappropriate uh, for an inappropriate tweet about Baron Trump. Now, yes. Baron Trump is what, 11? 10, yeah. 10. 10 years old? Yeah, 10. Uh, Katie Rich was suspended indefinitely following a tweet where she said Baron will be this country's first homeschool shooter. Oh, my gosh. That's, she deleted it. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. She deleted did you, it. Did you laugh at that? I, I, what? I wasn't, I'm sorry. I was uh, the, not paying attention. That Barron will be this country's first homeschool shooter? Oh, whoever uh, wrote that should be fired immediately. Horrific. Not funny. They were suspended. I think I think maybe uh, jail time. I'm just going to go with jail time. For Look, a tweet? In all seriousness, you shouldn't get fired over stupid tweets. Thank you. That's, that's a dumb, that's however, a dumb policy. Shouldn't happen. However, I can understand. we lay off the president's yes. son? Yes. And you for know the what? love of heaven. Again, she apologized. She said, "I sincerely apologize for the insensitive tweet. I deeply regret my actions and offensive words. Was it was inexcusable, and I'm so sorry." That's enough for me. First you know what? You're right. You probably shouldn't be tweeting, particularly about because I mean, homeschool shooter. It kind of indicates that he'd be shooting people at home, which right. I don't know if you know this. Uh, the president of the United States lives there. Um, so it's not a it, it be, beyond yeah. the fact that it's you shouldn't be joking about the kid. There are other uh, you know insinuations there, but come on, it's a freaking joke. She's a comedy writer, right. and you know I get over it. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand <clears throat> this idea that we have to go fire everyone who does something mildly wrong on Twitter. We, well, we do, but we shouldn't have to. Yes. Uh, can we get a cl- uh, close up uh, of this shot of this uh, lovely family here? I mean, look at that family. Uh, wow. Well, you would think that's like a mafia family, uh, Victoria's <laughs> Secrets catalog, oh, except for the men that are in there. But uh, I mean, even the the yeah. wives of the kids are very pretty. I mean, her. they're a billionaire family. Of course they are. Yeah, and, the, and the sons aren't, aren't going women. to disappoint the dad by bringing home, uh, you know, someone from the Million Woman March. <laughs> I don't know. They're all pretty liberal. <laughs> They're all okay, well, pretty liberal. Huh? Are you saying that the million saying women I saw, march? I saw a number of women people. were not attractive. Is there that what were a saying? number of people at the march that may not have looked that well on that stage. Okay. 
Alrighty. That's all I'm saying. A lot of topless mm. people, though. Uh, really, really? A big million women march or whatever, but a lot <laughs> of topless of women. Live deal, they all right? yeah. Which is such a strange thing. They used to thing. do that in the 70s. It's like, you know how we're going to prove we care about women's rights? We're going to do the thing men like most. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the one wow, thing. Wow, you that, showed us. That's uh, the one thing that men can do that they can't, right? I mean, men can go walk around uh, topless and not get in trouble. Women yes, can get that's, arrested. Yes, that's why it's an odd standard. However, it's usually not the models who are going topless in those particular instances. No, which usually is why it's, it's worth a look, uh, but then, you know, no, let's it's move on. Usually not even worth that. Oh, yeah, it's got, you've got to look. Uh, but uh, actor yeah. Shia LaBeouf is <laughs> uh, screaming, uh, screaming at a neo Nazi. Uh, during the anti-Trump art project, um, screaming some alt-right guy at the art project at the Museum of Moving Images in New York. This guy's nuts, I think. Here's a look at it. Yeah, yeah. he's just, he's bad crap crazy. Just weird. Uh, there yeah, is. I, if you want to see a video with absolutely zero percent <laughs> likability from either side, that's, uh, that's it. Wow, is that a good example of it? Yes, um, it is. Also, uh, if you just show Jeffy for a second, uh, here's another example. There you go. Zero uh, percent likability. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, if you missed what the douchey guy that was getting yelled at uh, said, he said 1488, which is uh, a, wh- a white supremacist. Uh, code mm-hmm. uh, means uh, mm-hmm. 14 means the 14 words. The 14 words are we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. Um, 88, uh, the eighth letter of the al- alphabet would be H. So that would be HH or Heil Hitler. So 1488 is we need to protect white children, Heil Hitler. Uh, that's what that meant. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, Shia LaBeouf is an idiot, obviously. It's, but hard, I, to, I, I honestly it's hard to decide like, who I, you like less. I actually like Shia more in that particular Man, uh, moment. Man, uh, although you know, he screaming is... Screaming in someone's ear is bad. You know, the killing of case. 7 million Jews is worse. I'm yes. going to go out on a limb here and say that it's much worse. But that guy didn't do it. He didn't do it, but he was praising it. Praise, I guess. He did. He said, he, he said Heil Hitler into the camera. Yeah. Okay. You might have been talking about the Volkswagen part of Hitler. I don't know. That's true. I did. I did summarize Hitler's regime only by the Holocaust, <laughs> and that's did. really and that's did really much myopic. more than uh, that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just so tired of these people. And what happened to Shia LaBeouf? Wasn't was he in uh, Jeffy? Was it uh, Lizzie McGuire? Even Stevens. That's what it was. No and then the uh, Transformers. Then he made. Yeah, yeah, then, he, then he made. Some, what happened was, is he got made. Uh, he was in. Two or three movies that made him some really big money. Well, yeah, and Transformers. Then went, and then he just went back no, there was, crazy. There was another one, too, that was really good, too. Another, gosh darn it, what was it? Weird. And, and he just recently hitchhiked yeah. across the country or yeah, something? Yeah, Eagle Eye, that was it. Eagle Eye, okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, bizarre stuff. This is an interesting... No, uh, I, I hate it. Um, so I'm looking at... I just scanned to, to look at this story as we're doing it, and the, the headlines are really interesting. 
um, uh, like, um, what was the description from the Huffington Post of the video you just saw? Shia LaBeouf expertly sh shouts down alleged white supremacists during live stream. Now there's expertly. so much mm -hmm. wrong with that. And first mm -hmm. of all, expertly to describe him yelling in someone's ear, really? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, uh, secondly, alleged white supremacist? The guy, the guy gave, uh, you heard what that he just said into the camera? I mean, unless you think he was thinking, you know, the year 1488 was an interesting one for wine. I mean, mm -hmm. what, what else could he have been saying there? He was a white supremacist. Four years before Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Maybe it's that he was talking about. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> no? I don't think so, okay. no. But right. if you look at the conservative uh, headlines <clears throat> on this, this is a good mm -hmm. 180reports.com. Uh, uh, I would like to see what they did with that story because yeah. you have one side of it is Shia LaBeouf expertly shots them, shoots them, uh, shouts them down. And then the other one is, you know, he goes nuts and, and melts down. Is kind of how I've seen that being portrayed. Um, I, you know, honestly, I got to say, if I'm choosing the annoying actor shouting at someone or the guy who says Heil Hitler, I'm going annoying actor. I got to say it. I'm going annoying actor over the guy praising the Holocaust or the Volkswagen. It's probably one. a pretty good bet. Yeah, it's probably safe. If he's shouting in my ear like that, though, I'm punching him in the face. I'm beating him like a dog. Especially, yeah. I mean, if you're, if uh, you're a 1488 guy, wouldn't you be doing that? Yeah. I mean, you would think, but this guy's too much of a weenie anyway. Yeah. And uh, anybody who believes in that stuff is obviously psycho as well. It's, it's tough. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm torn in my it's hatred. It's degrees. I don't think it's possible to like either one of them. <laughs> no, but, I mean, when you're talking degrees, uh, you know, the, the, yeah. the larger crime, I would say, in this particular case is the, the uh, praising of Hitler. Yeah. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents due coming up. I mean, if the guy even knows what he's talking about. Which he may he not. He does. Stop Who it. Knows. He does. How would you even know what to say those numbers in that combination? Hi, it's Pat and Stu. Apparently, there's a, a new Marist poll out. Uh, is Marist fairly well-respected? Yeah, they seem to very, be very well-respected. One of the larger ones, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, showing large majority supporting abortion restrictions. Yeah, pretty interesting uh, right up here uh, on Town Hall. Uh, commanding 83% of American adults oppose U.S. tax dollars being spent to facilitate abortions overseas. Should be higher than that, but yes. that's, that's a good number because 83% of Americans usually don't agree on anything. Yeah. 61% oppose tax dollars financing abortions in the United States. Okay. So 61? 61.35 mm -hmm. on that one. Um, includes 61% of women. Um, and this is a blank page printed for my uh, enjoyment. <laughs> uh, then uh, slim majority... And then they print it upside down, but that's something else, isn't it? Because we're saving paper. Is that what that is? That's true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a slim majority of Americans identify as pro-choice uh, on the abortion question. 52% majority is at least in favor of limiting legal abortion to very rare cases, such as rape, incest, and to save the life of the mother. 52% mm -hmm. say limit abortion to, to rape, incest, rape and incest. save the life of the mother. Wow. An additional 22% say abortion should be illegal after the first trimester of pregnancy. So three months, um, uh, leaving okay. only one quarter of respondents to embrace the Democrats' r uh, radically permissive stance on the issue. Among those backing significant restrictions on abortion are nearly 80% of African Americans and Latinos. 80%. On the moral, well, they're falling victim to it more than any other uh, group of 
humans. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, more more blacks are aborted in New York City than are born. God, it's, uh, it's a staggering you know, talk about statistic. A de- depressing freaking sentence. That, that yeah. sure is. I, I, yeah. I cannot believe that actually. It's horrible. It's true. That's Absolutely. one of those stats that, because, you know, I, I, I like stats. I like my numbers. What? Um, Since when? When did that start? Is that just today? Or No, it's not. It's been huh. an ongoing process. Why haven't you said anything? Childhood. Because we could have, um, you know, done some things with that. Yeah, I mean, we could have. Huh? We should think about that in the yeah, future, well, potentially. Yeah, let's do. Um, but that is one of those, usually, like, because I, you know, do this stuff all the time, when I see mm-hmm. when you see a stat that you've never seen before, you can get a general sense whether you think it's actually true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stat is one that I saw and I was like, that cannot be true. That more African Americans are aborted in New York City than are born. And then you look at the numbers and it's and freaking it's true. true. I mean, what? what Staggering. What, it's honestly one of the most depressing yeah, it is. truths yeah, I've it is. ever come across i mean it's it's so sad so it's revolting is actually what it is Uh, and you know we 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 talk about all these horrible regimes from overseas and all the terrible things we've done they've done i mean this how does this not reach the same level and that is inexplicably horrific and then uh, and then so it's 14 million african american babies have been aborted uh overall uh and then when you look at the at the overall number of all American babies who have been aborted, 52 million in a year. Mm. I mean, how do you, you can't even get your head around no. it. I mean, it's bigger than, I mean, who else has taken out more than that? You got uh, infectious disease and Mao. That's it. That's about it. That's it. Uh, it's uh, incomprehensibly and yet, horrible. And yet we're the bad people for wanting it stopped. Mm. We're, we're the bad ones. We're the ones who are trying to take away a woman's right to choose. Yeah. I mean, why should a woman be able to choose murder? I, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Plus, a lot of the women uh, that a, a lot of people were talking about being aborted would grow up to be women. Uh, you'd have a lot more women if you'd listen to us. I, it's just, it's mind-numbing. I, I don't know how they get away with it. Mm. Uh, moral question, roughly 6 in 10 Americans say abortion is morally wrong. 6 in 10. Um, That's amazing. A majority believes the practice does more harm than good for mm-hmm. women. Uh, less than one-third says it improves a woman's life. Um, there was no gender gap on each question, which is kind of interesting. <clears throat> a lopsided 78% of American adults conclude that laws can protect both pregnant mothers and their unborn children. Um, a recognition of the humanity of both parties. By a 24% margin, respondents support barring abortions after 20, um, 20 weeks. 24 points. And t- the 20 weeks is really essentially what Republicans are going for right now. They want to say, okay, you've got six months to decide. Can we agree on that? <laughs> or five months, excuse me, to decide. Five months. Five and the, months. And, and the answer is no, we can't agree on that. And the answer is, well, we can, I think, here. I mean, 24-point margin. For some reason, you can't get that done, though. Yeah, Yeah. the politicians certainly can. Where's your hat, Jeffy? The elephant in the womb. That's cute. That's in my office. That's adorable. Oh, okay. Sorry. I I I still have it to wear when I'm... I just, I think it's something that we should... I didn't realize we were going to support them today. (laughs) Look at that. They've got the GOP as the elephant in the womb. (laughs) That is clever. (laughs) That's clever. Because, yeah, you wouldn't want to save the baby that's in the womb. <laughs> it's actually, and, and, and Pat, you're more uh, of a scientist than any of us. But, uh-huh. uh, my understanding is it's never an elephant. 
It's actually a child. No, you're you're yeah. exactly right okay. about that. Wow. Yeah. Wait weirdly, weirdly, it's never. It, there's never been an elephant uh, in the womb of a human being. Never. Even, even if you hook up uh, late night, drunken night with an <laughs> with an elephant. <laughs> even then, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Jeff, did you want to comment on that? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so no, I, I did not, because it's going to go places you don't want to yeah, go. Yeah, we don't need to know the cuz, okay? <laughs> that's very. That's a good good change there. Good yeah. change and a, it, and a good positive really thing. I, honestly, the American people, generally speaking, see uh, abortion as a political issue. And when they do that, they go back to their teams. They go back to their little camps, and they hide out there. Yeah. Uh, when you ask them, and they're able to answer without, without partisanship, what you find is the overwhelming majority up to 80% in some of these polls uh, disagree with abortion after a few months. Um, every, they just, you know, I think a lot of people say to themselves, well, you know, half of the country says absolutely not. The other half of the country, most of the other half of the country says, well, I'd like to have that out early on if something wrong happens before it kind of looks like a baby. Uh, but, uh, you know, mm -hmm. once it starts to look like a baby, no, 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 no. And that is really the, the stance of the United States and mm -hmm. really overseas, too. You've seen we've played the uh, audio of going through each country in, in Europe and how they're actually harder on abortion than we are here. Uh, this is something that's got to change in this country. And hopefully, you know, we talked a little bit briefly about um, uh, the Supreme Court justice that it looks like Trump is going to um, put in there. And the understanding is that he would be pro uh, life. It's not enough to overturn Roe versus Wade, but man, one more. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. I mean, like that would be great. Who knows? My, my belief is we'll be held accountable for this. Yeah. I mean, we, it's, we've got to do something about it. It's that bad. 888 back. More patents to it coming up. that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. After 146 years, <clears throat> the greatest show on earth is saying goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. May of this year, <laughs> the Ringling Brother and Barnum and Bailey Circus shutting down, closing the big yeah, top. Yeah, man. Having a, have a nice life. That's amazing because... Take care. When I was a kid, the circus was huge, right? Yeah. Hey, was it w with you? Stu, I mean, did you look forward to, I mean, I didn't really look forward to the circus coming to town. Because I don't know if it ever came to town in the mean streets of Helena. They were too afraid to come there. But, um. The circus people were <laughs> not, never too afraid. No, they were scared. The they were streets. scared. They'd be shot down in the mean streets. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but was it a big deal yeah, for Yeah, I mean, it came, I remember going to see it in Hartford and New Haven when yeah. I was uh, growing up. And, uh, I, I. Like, I remember it being on the level of, like, amusement parks. Like, the two things you really want to do are right. amusement parks and circus. Go to the circus. And then go to the circus. And you know, the circus, you know, I went a few times, and I, I liked it. it was, I'm with you. It wasn't, like, my passion as a kid. Um, but I remember mm. going, and, and, and I remember seeing Ringling Brothers, and it was, yeah. you know, something to see. Yeah. Well, you knew. Uh, my kids loved it. Oh, my gosh. So, but, so now it's, there's a couple of problems. Yeah, well, I mean, they've. A, we have <laughs> a lot more entertainment choices more. to choose from. Yeah. And B, not long ago, they can't, you know, no more elephants. That was yeah. within the last couple of years. I mean, they said that, no more they, elephants they because of the, because the, of the whining. PETA people of the whining, whining about yeah. the treatment of the elephants. So now they've got the elephant, uh, you know, the elephant farm out there in, in Florida between mm -hmm. Orlando and Tampa where they're just roaming around some field somewhere. So I guess you'd go see them. 
They I mean, should be taken home. I've actually right? seen Shouldn't one uh, roaming around uh, Irving, Texas. <laughs> Sometimes one roams around oh, the studio. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I didn't get that. However, Feld Entertainment. We'll just let you laugh at that. <laughs> sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeffrey. That's, uh... No, I, do you have the start date of the Ringling Brothers Circus? No, if you there, look behind you, you'll see why he made that joke. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Jeffy, take a look behind oh, you. Oh, I see. And that'll explain. There you go. That's what, that's what he was saying. That. <laughs> what was the start date of the circus? It was in the 1800s, 146 right? 146 years. 146 years. 146 years. 146. That's a good run. You know what? Yeah, uh, And the Feld Entertainment, I mean, they'll be okay. I mean, they're part of, uh, right now, they, they have uh, the people who run uh, the circus also have Marvel Universe Live, Monster Jam, Monster Energy, Supercross, Disney on Ice. Oh, so just one uh, little piece of their business. Right. It's the company. So no, all of these places, all of these places were probably, you know, they were what was subsidizing the circus now. Ringling Brothers owns Disney on Ice? Yeah, well, they do the what? tours. They do the tours on the road, yeah. That's they take care of the tours. And like the Monster Cross and... Hmm. And, uh, and they're going to keep doing all that, right? Yes, Just yeah. not the service. So they'll be all right. Yeah. Now, I, now, I've heard of the motocross, and I've heard of monster trucks, but the monster cross yeah. is something that they're running? <laughs> they absolutely run that. Yes, they do. <laughs> One of my favorite you parts. Relentless. I have a couple relentless. of... Uh, I don't know One of my favorite parts of the uh, inaugural um, uh-huh. day, right? yes. aside from... Mm-hmm. The wonderful Donald Trump, yeah. becoming president of the mm, United States so of America, that. was that uh, one of the favorite shows uh, in America these days decided to uh, let America know that uh, their new season was starting. So that during the inaugural address and people running around all day on Friday, they got to see this ad. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh, boy. Yes. It's going to be great. Oh, come back, and the, the nation's in distress. That's what the upside-down flag means. <laughs> it's not a sign of disrespect. That means the nation's in distress. That's their logo. And that is their logo as That's well. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. You're, you're to, a big fan now, yes, right? Yes, I am uh, fully finally hooked. I'm, I'm not it watching not, that one, but it did not. I, I mean, I was hooked pretty quickly, honestly. It, once I finally it watched, hooks you, we yes. get through mm-hmm. a couple of episodes, and there's a you're in. there's a moment uh, early on. I believe it's uh, season two. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is one of the most shocking it moments most in television is. history. Really? Uh, it is. Seriously, is that is that crazy? And I will say, Stu, I know you know. We, we, I joke around about not letting you know, not caring about uh, certain scenes you can't tell people that no yeah you can't 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 Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Um, climate chaos. Of course, we still have the climate chaos logo because uh, uh, we all know that climate chaos is happening. This is a big it, one. It was so chaotic uh, on the work way to work today that uh, uh, I barely survived the drive. 
when I when I got out of my car and it was 60 degrees mm. and it's normally you know about 60 degrees I thought wow we are done it's here climate change is a reality it is happening and it is catastrophic and I, I don't even know how I made it into the building at 60 degrees there was there was one time a few years ago when it was 57 degrees and uh, now it's 60 degrees on the way in and that's three degrees warmer I, uh, I was driving on the way here, and it was difficult to navigate my way through uh, the piles of penguins uh, who have died because of the yeah. heat. Yeah. Um, they're native, of course, to Texas, and now they're dead. Now they're dead. dead. Now they're dead. Dead. They're not, there's no hope. They're dead. Some of them were trying to flee uh, south of here, uh, but they couldn't make it because it was too hot for them, and they died. Others were going north. And uh, I don't know where they were going to wind up. Well, they don't know where to go now, Pat, because they, they, uh, it's, it's climate chaos. R- right now it's 115 it's degrees in the North Pole, 122 in uh, Antarctica, mm-hmm. and on the equator it's negative 5. And that all means the same thing, mm-hmm. global warming, all of it. My, my son is, uh, is fascinated with temperatures right now because he, he? he likes asking the phone what Alexa? the temperature is in, or, Alexa, or Alexa, what the temperature yeah. is. And like, what's the temperature in Miami? What's the temperature? So he always wants to find the really high ones and the really low ones. Mm-hmm. And so I have, uh, I have to think, like, where would it, because I don't know the temperature in Minnesota or where, I have to think mm-hmm. of, like, what would be the coldest one? Because sometimes, like, Maine won't be that cold, and then Minnesota will be cold some days, but not other days. So the one I've come up with, which is a pretty, pretty, pretty solid bet most days, is Barrow, Alaska. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now Barrow, Alaska is one of three places, or probably four now with Wasilla, that I actually know in the state of Alaska. You know, you know Anchorage, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, you know, Wasilla, you know, Barrow, and uh, Juneau. Juneau was the other one. Anchorage. Um, Did you say yes, Anchorage? Anchorage right? yeah. That's you pretty said, much it, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of like, I mean, I'm sure there's... <clears throat> there's North Pole, Alaska. I yeah. know that only because it's North Pole. Okay. But... Um, so, uh, so what was the temp? Uh, it was a negative 16 when I checked it. 16 below? Negative 16, mm-hmm. which is probably not even that bad for Barrow. But then I was like, I wonder... I mean, it's pretty cold. I was like, how would you... Like, what would be... If I wanted to fly to Barrow, Alaska, can I go on orbits and just book a flight to Barrow? Not direct, I bet. No, definitely not direct. It's like you're bouncing... I think it was from Dallas to Seattle to Anchorage to two other places in, in oh, Alaska wow. and then to Barrow. You were curious enough that you checked? I actually checked, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Great. $474. No, Wait, no, 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 seven hundred forty-four dollars. Really? I'd be a little uh, oh. dyslexic there, but still seven hundred dollars to get to Barrow. But seriously, that's about what it, that's about what it costs to get to Helena every time I go there. Really, so it's about the same. That's actually not that bad. That's not bad at all. Um, and and then I was like, I wonder how long it would take, because of course, you know, he asked me questions <clears> about it, and then I was like, well, we could drive it, and we should we drive it? And so I, I mapped it out on uh, GPS. You can't drive it. You There's can't drive no- to Barrow. You can, there are no directions possible to get to Barrow, Alaska, according to Apple Maps. That's great. That's how freaking remote it is. Let me give you another cold place, mm-hmm. Rexburg, Idaho. Rexburg, Idaho. Another cold I'll try place. that. Very I'll try cold. that. My, uh, my, both, uh, my two youngest sons are there uh, going to school. And uh, it's, it's been, he's been calling back home. My youngest has been calling. He's because he's. Other than our brief time in, well, we lived in Connecticut for a couple of years, but it wasn't this cold. It wasn't, I mean, it was 19 below zero was the high last week, uh, I think. There, 19 below zero was the high? Yeah. 
And so, and so for whatever reason, I, I don't know if they wouldn't let him park on the campus or there weren't any spaces or something available. So he had to walk. And he was like, what am I doing here? What am I doing? He called and said, what am, why am I here? Why am I here? Why can I? And I told him to man up and find a safe space um, where it's warm. <laughs> I, I actually agree with your sub. Uh, well, well, I, there's no reason to ever be in a temperature environment like that. It's Very not, cool. It's not safe it's really for humans. Cool. It's not it's meant really cool. for humans. Mm-hmm. How, you know, the question is like more, yes, now because we are, uh, we've developed this amazing system with where fossil fuels are able to be put to places where, and burned in a way that creates energy and you're able to be warm at least inside. Mm-hmm. How on earth did people survive in these places before that? Like how many didn't. on, yeah, yeah, I man, mean, first of all, thing. many didn't. Many but didn't. It's incredible that anyone yeah. could have lived in these areas. I know. Before this, before you had. I know eaten. when you, when all you're all you're counting on is the warmth of the fireplace and you know blankets, and that's what you have to heat your home. I, I, that had to be tough. Well, uh, blankets. Uh, my friend, you had uh, fur from animals. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, we so we went through the, the the temperature thing. The only place we'd be able to find colder than Barrow, Alaska, is this studio. This studio is actually technically colder than Barrow, Alaska. <laughs> At least it yesterday. feels like it most it took of the you time. a long time oh. to get there, but I knew that that's where you were headed. And you know what? That. Worth it. <laughs> anytime, anytime you can yeah. bring up, and that was not the point of that monologue, uh, by the way, but it, it is that freaking cold. Uh, yesterday in particular. Oh, my gosh. And now Glenn has his new fancy ridiculous. freaking room where he's designed this room over there we do for radio, mm-hmm. which, you know, you know, they spend all this time and look at making it look perfect. So what do I have to do? I know I have to, like, hide all my heating devices. Because before, he was like, I don't care. Throw your red blanket on the beige couch. I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's my uh, heater. Which, by the way, I, I put my hands back. You put your hands back here, and I warm them up. When, when, you're look, when the camera's on pat, I just keep my hands back here and warm my, my fingers. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in there now, I've got the, I've, I've, so I have the nice little electric blanket folded neatly mm-hmm. underneath me. So I have, like, a heating pad type of situation. And then I have a foot heater I've purchased. Uh, which that one's on my feet that you can't see on camera either. I mean, it's sad. It's a sad it pathetic you, tale. I saw you yesterday. You don't don't. Oh, yesterday me. I was freezing. It's, it was it's freezing. not as bad today. It was not as bad today. All of this was actually leading to a uh, an Al Gore oh, yeah. climate story, but we'll get to that in a second. First, we want to share with you uh, part three of The Vault and the 912 Principles. Here it is. You've been waiting for it for a long time. Jeremy, you have, uh, what do you have? All right, so we've got the last two, which is personal responsibility and gratitude. Ooh, Martin gratitude. Luther King. You're going to love gratitude. You're going <laughs> to love gratitude. But see, you, you continue to say that, and then there's always, there really is always something better. I keep thinking, oh, well, you won't be able to outdo oh, no, no, this no, no. one, and then you Gratitude is one else, of my favorites. And it's even better. You know, so. This is a showstopper. But I will tell you, gratitude is one that if I were seeing in a museum, I would sit and ponder and cry a long time. Okay, so this is an original March for Jobs and Freedom. This is what they handed out in Washington, D.C. But uh, that's for, you know, August 28th, 19, what is it? 63? Yeah, if you can open it up, you can actually, you can pull it out of that. We studied this and studied this and studied this, and everybody who I worked with thought I was nuts. Um, but, you know, we didn't pick 828 as our date because of Martin Luther King. It just happened to be that. And as it turned out, it turned out to be a great blessing 
Um, I mean, a lot of people didn't come, I think, because they were afraid. The Black Panthers, everybody you had threats out on it. Um, it was worse when we went to Jerusalem. The State Department told people not to come. But these people came in the 60s, and they came with us, too. Um, but this is interesting because it shows two things. It shows how many organizations were behind Martin Luther King on this. This was not just him. Like, we were the first, the Smithsonian told me, we are the first and, uh, and uh, only private citizen to ever hold something like that on the mall with anything close to that kind of turnout. Okay. 650,000? Uh, between 500 and 700. So don't, we don't know. But uh, definitely 500,000. That's the size of this. Yes. And, um, you know, when Martin Luther King went out there, you'll see all of the organizations that are involved. And it's very well done, very well put together. This, to me, is more important. And this is the pledge that they had to sign, had to sign if you were going to go on that march. Because remember, the buses that were going on that march, they were stopped. You know, they stopped to get fuel in the south, and the people were dragged off the buses and beaten. He needed you to make sure you had personal responsibility and that you were in control of yourself. So this is a pledge that he had you take, and you had to sign it and put in your name, address, your phone number, your nearest relative. That would be a little scary. Why do you need the name of my nearest relative? Oh my goodness, Yeah, yes. Something happens. Um, okay, so these are things. I hereby pledge to myself, my person, and my body to the nonviolent movement, and I will keep the following Ten Commandments. I will meditate daily on the teachings and the life of Jesus. I will remember always that the nonviolent movement in Birmingham seeks justice and reconciliation, not victory. Most important thing. None of us understand that. I think especially today, where yeah. we're all looking to win, win. right? Not, not just, I mean, you keep saying this, I want to be heard, but I think it's even moved past, I want to be listened to or I want to be heard. I want to win. I want to win. And when it's only, yep. you know, that's, that's hard. I will walk and talk in the manner of love, for God is love. I will pray daily to be used by God in order that all men might be free. I will sacrifice my personal wishes in order that all men might be free. I will observe with both friend and foe the ordinary rules of courtesy. Refrain from violence of the fist, tongue, or heart. We talk about violence now. Nobody's talking about the violence of the, of the tongue or the heart. Right. The violence of the heart now is horrible. I will strive to be in good spiritual and bodily health, and I will follow the directions of the movement and the captain on the demonstration. I sign this pledge having seriously considered what I do and the determination and will to persevere. That is, to, to me, that, that is the height of personal responsibility because that's what he's asking you for. You pledge that you don't really count as an individual when it comes to the group on how we behave. It doesn't matter how you personally feel. That doesn't count. You pledge that you are going to obey the rules and you're gonna do these things to prepare yourself 
to obey the rules. But th these things that are that are obeying the rules have to do all those, all those have rules. to do with all, all those, those same kinds of values. They're all you know, those. because I will sacrifice personal wishes, and that has to do with moderation, and that has to do with courage, and that has to do with gratitude, and that has to do with reverence, and you know, humility. Right. I I will pray daily to be used by God. Oh my goodness. What if we were all doing that? What if 10% of the nation? I mean, I know we think we pray. I, I pray every day, but I'm not sure I say in my prayers, please, God, use me to accomplish the you know, righteous desires that you see for the nation. I don't say that. And I could. It's, I mean, it's that easy. It's right here. I know M1 has this list. Mercury One has this list of things up in their office. Yes, they do. As a, as a list of things that they strive to do, as, you know, that's part of their mission statement is for, them to, is for them to follow this set of Ten Commandments. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive to see that the same kind of courage and personal responsibility that led this group of people... Wouldn't you say this group of that people. Martin Luther King and Abraham Lincoln... We're both operating off of this. That, Very much so. That Gandhi and Frederick Douglass were operating off of this. Definitely. That Stalin was not. Hitler was not. Mussolini was not. Yeah, it's actually even hard to see many of those qualities in any, I mean, almost any of these qualities in Mussolini or Hitler. Yeah. Stalin. No. Uh -oh. Right? Like you don't see. You don't see Any humility. No. You don't see Sincerit thrift, sincerity, honesty. Moderation. No. Gratitude. Charity. <laughs> no. You might see it in their platform. Charity, the first thing the Nazis did was with socialization was they started a, a welfare group. That was the first thing they did was start welfare. So their group can claim that, but not the people. Right, not the person. Not the, par not the person, not the people. And, I mean, you can definitely see hard work in all of them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they were and courage. hard. Right, they were hard workers. Mm -hmm. they, they had some of those qualities, but, like, that's what you said about moderation. If you have any of these qualities out of balance with the others, then one can pull you off in a direction that isn't necessarily And if you don't good. have all of them. Right. That makes me feel, um, that's kind of daunting, Glenn. Why? Because I'm not sure I'm... Yes, you are. You know, well, no, no, I'm just saying that's like... If that, you look at that list and it seems like a lot of work. It does. It's not. Do you think Jesus was a masochist? No. Okay. Do you think Jesus wants to see us be masochists? No. Okay. No, because then, I don't think humility has to do with beating yeah. yourself up, right? I right. don't think that that's the point right. of humility. Correct. And he doesn't want to see us. It's why he came, right? Get, to provide forgiveness. Let it go. I forgive you. Now let it go, okay? Go and sin no more. So he's not a masochist. Well, if you read the Beatitudes, how's it end? What's, what's one of the last things he says? Go and... Be perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I always hate that part. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to go be perfect now. My point on that, though, is the reason why we're not the Beatitudes, the reason why we don't show mercy, why we don't mourn, 
with others, really mourn with others. Why we don't do those things is because we say not to him, because if we imagined ourselves saying it directly to him, we would be ashamed of ourselves. But we make a quiet excuse of, no, I've got a business to run. I can't be that way. I've got, my kids are, whatever. The, the world is upside down, whatever. The country's at stake, whatever. Where, did, where is the exception? Because I've looked for it. I can't find the exception where he says to do these things. And oh, by the way, be perfect. It's, we're going to get to the end and we're going to get to the other side. I'm convinced of it. And I'm going to be in more trouble than most others because I actually believe this. And once you believe it, why aren't you living it? Didn't you believe it? Weren't you preaching it? Then why weren't you living it? Well, you don't understand. It was hard. I was in talk radio and television. <laughs> um, but it's really... It's only once we would actually say, I don't, he who loses his life gains his life. I don't care. I know the Lord will provide. I know everything's going to be okay. I have to do what I have to do, but I don't have to do anything else. And I certainly don't have to do anything that, is, that contradicts what he told me to do. And certainly he doesn't expect us, even though he is saying, be perfect. This life is to become perfect. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. I, at least I don't believe he expects it. Like no, the next I mean. second, right? Like No, that's what I mean. He's not a masochist. He's telling us, you can do it. But he's also saying, but if you fail, that's okay. That's why I'm here. So I think these things do require work and they are hard. Oh, yeah. But that is the challenge. And that is what is fun if you can say that about life, is it is not easy. It is a challenge and you have to work at it and you have to continually reevaluate and go through it. Hey, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm falling short on this or that. And it, it's a process. It isn't, this is where you start and you're that way instantaneously. It takes time, it takes work. I remember when I first started, um, when, I, when I first, I was on the ground and I was in my apartment and it was that Christmas Eve and I was away from my family and I just, I knew I was either gonna die or I was gonna get up and fix it. And I, every time I think of that, I think in some ways, I wish I could tell people I got up the next day and it was great. And I wish I would have said that. I wish it would have been true, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have changed me if it was. And it didn't, it sucked for a long, long time. And um, it still sucks, but in a different way. Now it's like, break, please. Can you just cut me some slack just a little bit here? And I think we all feel that when we're, we get overwhelmed. We're doing stuff and we're like, come on, Lord. Really? Can you cut her a slack? Can you cut him some slack? Can you cut me some slack from time to time? 1791, just doing something for our veterans. And um, we're asking people to buy coats for our homeless veterans. And on it is the 1791 label. And it says, hard times made us. It's true. Hard times made us.
Hi, it's Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Uh, Al Gore uh, has been uh, shopping the sequel of An Inconvenient Truth up at Sundance uh, in Park City, Utah, where they, you know, they debut all of these important new films, and so I guess he's been a big hit uh, there. And uh, of course, they're having snow like they haven't had in in, in many years. Uh, just to greet his stupid movie about climate change, where for a while we were being told it wasn't going to snow anymore. And then they realized, okay, that was asinine. So maybe we better change it to just uh, the climate is changing in some nebulous way and we, we can scream about everything. So if it's hot, that's great. If it's cold, that's great too, because we'll just say that's part of it. <laughs> that's part of it. If it rains, that's part of it. If it snows, that's part of it. If there's drought, yeah, that's climate change. Tornadoes, hurricanes. Tornadoes or lack of, that's part of it. It's all climate change. We're mm-hmm. trying to tell you it's climate chaos. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's so stupid now that climate change doesn't even accurately describe it. It's just climate weirding now. So anything that happens that they deem weird even though it's happened a million times before, um, that fits in to their agenda. The new movie's called An Inconvenient Sequel, Truth to Power. Is that really what it's called? Years ago, when the movie An Inconvenient Truth came out, the the single most criticized scene in that movie was an animated scene showing that the combination of sea level rise and storm Mm -hmm. surge would I don't believe put he used the this. ocean water Unreal. into the yeah. 9-11 memorial site, which was then mm-hmm. under construction. And people said, that's ridiculous. What a terrible exaggeration. This is the most disingenuous. There is a wake-up call here. It's a lot. It's amazing that, is that he's tried this. And our vulnerability to it. It was true 10 years ago. It was true five years ago. It is undeniable today. This is one of the most despicable things that anyone has ever tried to do when it comes to um, uh, acting as if it's you're being It's an irresponsible truthful. lie. That's all it is, an irresponsible lie. Maybe tomorrow we should bring up the, bring back the uh, Wonderful World of Stu monologue I did on that specific claim. Yeah, let's play them both. Let's um, play that yeah. and then go into the, the Wonderful World of Stu ex- explanation of it. We'll give you the ridiculous. We'll give you the details tomorrow, but long story short, in he did say an inconvenient truth that that would flood, and, and and people did say it was ridiculous because what he said to, to cause the flood was not a storm. Mm-hmm. What he said would cause the flood was half of Greenland or all of West or all of Greenland or half of Antarctica would the ice shelf would fall off into the sea. <laughs> he said that flooding would be part of a thirty foot. Sea level rise. And by the way, a permanent situation. Yeah, not, not a, a two-day two thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Now, yes, come yeah, on. Yes, there was a storm. Yes, there was flooding in New York City. It is not at all what he predicted. <sighs> and it is a close. despicable lie. Because he is telling people, look what, look what this. I'm so right. I told right. you I was right, and everybody thought it was ridiculous. It is, if I remember correctly, Pat, legitimately the next sentence in the movie after he shows that he explains how it was going to happen, which is complete disagreement with what, what, what he's now claiming caused it. It's one of the most seriously <clears throat> ballsy, disingenuous moments of a politician. And, I mean, even it's an insult to politicians, if, honestly, to say Do you play his original segment yeah. mm-hmm. in your piece? Yep. Okay. So let's bring that back yeah. tomorrow. That was uh, that's worthwhile. Because Phenomenal. With this thing coming back, it's like I mean, it was 
just because when he was making it in speeches, it was sort of a personal jihad to go out there and and dis- disprove what he was talking about. Now with the movie coming out, an inconvenient sequel, truth to power. Uh, I mean, it's going to be more important than ever. And it, it, there were many disputed scenes in the first movie, uh, including the ice shelves that were calving, the, falling off into the ocean to begin with, because that was from Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, they borrowed right. that from a science <laughs> fiction movie. That's right. And used it as if it were fact. I forgot about that part. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there was so much to dispute in that movie. It was absolutely ludicrous. Um, but that one's, this one is straight out. Like, he thinks his audience is so dumb they won't even watch the movie that he's famous for. And you know what? I think all of them are. No one on the left will say, wait a minute, Al, what the hell? You said it was for a completely different reason. That was due to war. It has nothing to do with that. It was a storm that rolled in and flooded the city for two days. You were talking about a permanent sea level rise of multiple feet. And you were saying it was going to be caused by all of Greenland's ice shelf falling into the sea. It's a completely different point. Um, you know, it's like if he were to if he were to say, you know, oh well, uh, my prediction is there's going to be more rain. Look, it rained. I mean, it's like it's not it's not even that. It's like it's, it's like to say, uh, um, my prediction is that a giant um, uh, uh, flying snake will go into the sky and spit down on us rain droplets, and then hey, look, it rained. It's like, well, yeah, there's water coming from the sky, but the, you, your whole point about a giant flying snake is kind of the important part of that analogy, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's that ridiculous, mm-hmm. almost. I mean, mm-hmm. And the flying snake is a little bit more ridiculous, but only by a tad. Only a little. Only a little. That's, I, that is a despicable, oh, despicable he, thing he's, he's trying to do. And not only has he done it in his speeches out, now he's trying to do it in a movie to try to fool millions more people. It is, that is a despicable thing. And, and make another ton of cash. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because I, I think I've mentioned before, I saw, the, I saw the movie the first time with a really good uh, friend of mine who's a meteorologist, a respected weatherman, meteorologist, and he mocked the whole thing. And, and I mean, there is so much we'd have to go through it uh, with a fine-tooth comb to to go over all the things that are wrong with it, an inconvenient truth. But there are many, oh, yeah, I mean, the, many. In U- the U.K. that went to court uh, over this, and they found multiple, uh, I think it was seven or eight actual s- specific incorrect statements made in there. And then, of course, there's a lot that people just disagree on. But, I mean, it, it, there was straight-out lies throughout that. And yet, we, we saw it in downtown Houston, so everybody else in the theater was enraptured with it. And we looked around us at one point, and I, because... We, we were laughing, and I, I expected others to be laughing at it, too. And, and we looked around, and they're all just... <gasps> they were spellbound by these predictions and by the dire catastrophe that was, that was being uh, talked about. And, and so, yeah, they're all just being taken by this guy, by this charlatan, which is why I've always called it a hoax. Because while there has been warming... There has also been a flattening out of, of the temperatures um, that they never talk about. And the warming that happened was, you know, a 0.9 degree change. Who cares? It's not catastrophic. Right. And that's why I think a lot of people, the hoax terminology is not saying that, well, we don't believe the thermometers. It's, you know, it's utilized as peop- the way people use this information um, to expand government and do these things that are uh, clearly... Uh, hardcore left-wing policies that they've wanted to get done for a long time, but just looking for a way to do them. I mean, that's it is a hoax. I mean, the idea that it we're is. all uh, uh, under this 
uh, terrible, uh, you know, this, our poor, pathetic, unstable earth can't take can't handle it. Can't handle it. I mean, it's ridiculous. As I mean, if the God who created it didn't realize one day we would have industry. One day we would develop automobile travel. One day we would have jet travel. He, he knew all that. And, and his creation is pretty durable and self-repairing in a lot of cases. I will say, uh, I've heard this argument from you before, except it was about bread. Um, it's about bread? Yeah. David Gates and bread? The no, music not, not, group? not no. the band, no. but, the, okay. but the food, in the, oh. which your wife did not want to let you eat bread anymore. Yeah. Yes. And then you said right. the bread is the staff of life, and you won the argument. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, when you go uh, biblical on hey, it, you go biblical, right? yeah, it works. You're going to win. It works. You're going to win that one. Uh, so it, it's, it's fascinating because there have been so many lies told by the other side of this, by the Al Gore's of the world. And, and they've manipulated data and they've changed the data and they go back with things they don't like and they change it. And they talk about how they've changed it. Mm -hmm. And it still doesn't matter to anybody. And all the computer models that were wrong and we're still supposed to lap up this slop and now he's got another one. Even so the it's going to happen all over again. Even the IPCC acknowledges that uh, almost exclusively their models said that the temperature was going to be higher than it was. That's kind of amazing. I mean, even, even the UN IPCC, the global consensus uh, uh, that we always hear about, even they say that uh, over 90% of their models thought the temperature was going to be too high. Shouldn't that be a concern to yeah, someone sometime, one, somewhere? Amazing. Incredible. Amazing. All right, more patents too coming up in a minute. If our ethu vibes that are causing this catastrophe. I can't if, believe he's leading with that, but that's stupid. That's uncool. It is uh, the Patent Stew Show. I'm Pat. This is uh, Stu. Yes! To your left, my right. And that over there hmm. is uh, Jeffy. So President Trump has now uh, looks as though he has banned employees of the Environmental Protection Agency uh -huh. from giving social media updates and speaking with reporters. That doesn't now, seem, um, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Legal. <laughs> That's the word. I'm well, it looks as though it's they're speaking. Uh, huh. I don't think they're speaking of any of their personal accounts. Although, okay. when you get into the memo uh, here from the EPA head, I was just returned from a briefing for communication directors where the following information was provided. These restrictions are effective immediately and will remain in place until further direction is received from the new administration's beach team. Please review this material, blah, 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 blah. No press releases will be going out to external audiences. No social media will be going out. A digital strategist... Now, wait, are they talking about the official EPA yes, account? Yes, yes. Yes. yes, because, okay. as, because uh, a digital strategist will be coming on board to oversee social media. Existing individually controlled social media accounts may become more centrally controlled. Hmm. No blog messages. The beach team will review the list of upcoming webinars and decide which ones will go forward. Please send me a list of any external speaking engagements that are currently scheduled among any of your staff from today through February. Incoming media requests, carefully screened. No new content can be placed on any website. Hmm. Only do cleanup where essential. List servers will be reviewed. Only send out critical messages. I mean, okay. 
They're going to be restrictive. Obviously, you're coming into a new agency, many of which were yeah. people who were, had the global warming yeah. fever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Trump is obviously trying to do something different there. So that's not, I mean, until he gets that sorted out, that's not yeah, a Yeah, as long surprise. as he's not messing with people's private accounts. Can't do it with care. private accounts. And I think you do have some, um, um, I mean, we're paying for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're paying for the That's, EPA. We need to know what the hell is going on over there. So you can't right. be completely silent. But right. um, I can understand trying to do a little message control, mm-hmm. uh, especially as the transition happens and before you have NFL your does it. Yeah. Uh, every NFL team does it. So. Yeah, that's not out of... I was going to say we don't pay for the NFL, but actually I, I kind of do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do. we uh-huh. do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we yeah, do. We do. All right, something else we pay for is Star Wars movies. Um, yes. And I'm willing to pay for as many as they want to put out. Yeah, I don't even... Even I, if they I start getting even bad, care. I'm going to still probably see I don't see care. Them all. Well, they've already gotten bad, and then they're, they they're got good again, through. and we still powered through the bad ones. Um, and now I'm kind of excited about the series again because the... Um, what was the other one called? The uh, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that main one was really good. Then this last one was really good. Even the even the side venture was good, where they you know got the plans to the Death Star Rogue and all, showed that whole thing. Rogue One. And now the next one, I guess they've come up with a title, and and apparently this is something new. And and the movie actually is released in December, I think, around the same time. Uh, yes, Rogue December fifteenth. Yeah, uh, Star Wars. The Last Jedi is the name. That's, uh, that sounds like pretty pretty good title for Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, I mean, people uh, are saying that they think it could be bad for Luke uh, Skywalker because if it's The Last Jedi, it's either him or I guess it would be someone else and then he's dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the yeah. movie's going to continue to go on. We know that. So what's going to happen here? Well, how, However, long, how long can you keep going with uh, Mark Hamill? Oh, this is it. Guys, right? it's got to be too old. Or now. I mean, it's it's got to be it as if him as him as the main character. These eventually, right? I mean, and I, really, they kind of alluded to the fact that he was going to be a main player in this last one, and you only was, saw a minute and a half of him at yeah. the very end of the movie. I think that's because they didn't. Spoiler want him to alert! Act. They didn't want him to act. They wanted to minimize the amount of him on screen acting. And they did minimize the damage there. They did. Uh, so this one's going to be a tough extent, one. So. Uh, this one's going to be a tough one because he's going to have yeah. to be in this one. However, I would say, like, in I'm the current environment, it, I, I can never remember these things exactly. Um, I'm not a Star Wars, like, mega geek in which I can remember every plot turn. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in the, in the current place we are after The Force Awakens, isn't he thought of as the only Jedi? I mean, this blew like up a it, bunch yeah. of planets. Yeah. You know. Although we were told <clears throat> in previous movies that Leia had the Force, too, did, weren't we? I mean, she didn't become a Jedi, obviously, because she didn't do the training and, and all that. Right. But she has the Force, and, you it's know, true. perhaps a lot of people do. I, I, I don't know how that works hmm. exactly either. But uh, the last one, Star Wars Force Awakens, made $2 billion worldwide, so... This one's at uh, over $500 million for just U.S. I happen to see what, that. What, Rogue One? Uh, yeah, Rogue One. $500 million? Over $500 million just for the U.S. That's uh, pretty good. It's pretty good number. Yeah. It's already it's over a billion, good. right? Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. On a side, that's a side story. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah, I does, to me, it sort of indicated, Jeez. though, that you're probably going to expect a little bit less out of the side stories. And I think that's probably Maybe not the next one, though, because it's Han Solo. Maybe. Which I think a lot of people will be interested in that. On this uh, note, are you at all interested in 24 Legacy? No. Not at all? Not going to even watch it? I mean, I I feel like I got to watch it. I got a little teeny bit of interest, but I doubt that uh, if Jack was in it, 
I'd be interested. I'd be interested. So they're, they're trying this. But. If you haven't seen the previews, maybe we can show the, the trailer or the commercial for it tomorrow, uh, Marissa. But they have a, uh, it's called 24 Legacy. And they're like, okay, we don't have Jack <laughs> anymore. What can we do? They bring back a couple of characters from the old show. Is Chloe um, I didn't see Chloe, but I see Tony. I thought he died. I thought he died, too. I couldn't remember. I thought he died. He's in the huh. show. So maybe, I don't know, okay. maybe it's a prequel. Um, but uh, he's in it. And I don't know. It seems like there's a couple of other uh, characters in it. Huh. Um, and uh, it's a guy, uh, the African-American uh, has guy. to be. It has to be. You can't time. replace uh, you, him you with a white guy. Right. You can't do or, it. Or, you know, the, it's, I, I kinda, it was either going to be a, a black guy or a white woman. Those are the or, only two choices. Or a transvestite. Or a transsexual. Either, well, why any so, of those would have worked. Why did you cut to Jeffy? I don't, <laughs> why would the... Is there a camera problem? Is it... Why? Why? Right when you said trans... Transvestite? Yeah, just went to... Uh, it went to Jeffy? Huh. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. Must be a problem with the cameras, Jeffy. Sorry yeah. about that. So, uh, like every time someone would say transvestite, the camera seems to... Well, I guess slowly. that's not the case. No. Well, I guess that's not the case. I thought the cameras were All right, were never mind. Like it's too late. Never mind. It's too late. <laughs> okay. It's too late. Apparently, we had to telegraph that a little <laughs> that was bit a good, stronger. I thought, we all felt it coming, uh, but apparently it no. did not work out. Apparently, apparently not. not. Uh, let's, all right. Uh, uh, also, Oscar nominations, nominations yeah, are out, that. and uh, this is kind of cool because I've seen uh, there are nine Best Picture uh, nominees this year. And, and I've seen I've, one of them. One of them. Jeffy, you, two, you got one? Just one? Well? One. Okay. I think I'm at one. Right? The, the Texas Hell or High one? Water, yeah. yeah but you, so oh, you've seen... Okay. I love that movie, by the way. Here I'm are the nominees. I, I gotta see that, I guess. It's, I didn't realize... So that's a current movie? I thought it was like about like the Old West or something. No, no. It's, no, no, no. It's modern day. It's... Uh, I don't know how modern it is. Is it modern? Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> like today? today? Jeffy, Glenn said it was 2008. Like, yeah. like financial crisis times. Yeah. Because they were t- because uh, uh, it's oil crisis and things closing up in West Texas and uh, I, mean, I had no idea. So, so. I, I honestly just saw like the pictures and it just looked like it was old timey, so I avoided it. As you know, I have a line of World War II. Uh, anything before World War II, I try not to watch. Well, this is not well, for, well this is not before World War. No, II, I know, but I mean, but, like I, I thought it was like a Western. Like it was like, oh, and oh the eight, no. that's what I thought it was. Not a Western. I mean, it could be a Western and after World War II as well. It could be, but I mean, I didn't take enough time to care. Obviously, I saw one indication. I was like, eh, I'll watch something like else. Like if there was a recent Western made, like Magnificent Seven, for instance, when which was, that was remade set? prior to World War II. <laughs> Right. So that's the, not yeah. when it was made, but when it was set. Right, right, yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right, like, right, right, right. Like a new movie about the 1700s, I'm generally not interested in. Right, Brand right, new, spanking new, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, no thanks, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, Kate Winslet, yeah. I don't care, any modern person. If they're wearing a costume, you don't want anything to do with it. That's kind of it. Yeah. It's kind of it. Now, uniform right. I can deal with. <laughs> You want to go back to the nineteen? You want to go back to World War II? You're gonna give me some some Nazi uniforms? I'm, I'm going to see that movie. Okay. I mean, well, I, I've I don't think it's physically possible for Valkyrie to air without me watching it. I don't think it's mm. possible. If mm-hmm. it's on and I see it, I'm there for a couple hours. That's just the bottom line. Uh, so I'm all in on that. I just it's, it, World mm-hmm. War II is about my line. Okay. All right. Uh, so, but that fits into it. So, Hell or High Water, you could see too. Yeah, yes. you could. Uh, we just haven't. Uh, also, Hacksaw Ridge. I can see that. Uh, I, I keep telling myself to see that too, and I, 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 I would love to see that, but I can't. Fences with Denzel Washington, 
I mean, he, anything with him in it is going to be nomi- nominated for yeah. Best Picture. He's, he's good, though. He deserves um, it, unlike Meryl Streep. Yes, that's true. Oh, hidden no hidden figures. Uh, the story about the, the black women who worked at NASA and were in, instrumental in getting us to the moon. La La Land, which is a musical, and we found out today it's very, very musical. I, mm-hmm. I don't like that. No thanks. Lion. <laughs> I don't know anything about Manchester by the Sea. I keep hearing it. It sounds like a like we a remains you. of the day type of deal. Is that what it is? No, it's it's a it's modern not. story about um, about like a, it's like a, a, someone dies and he has to take a kid that the parents died, so he has to like come into this girl's a kid's life and oh, like yeah. no, thank you. I mean, it's supposed to be really good, but I mean, I'm sure it is. But Lion is about an adopted kid that finds his real parents later in life. It's true with Google. Wow. That's true. And it's stunning new technology. Google to be able to, <laughs> ooh. Uh, Moonlight is also, and then the one we've all seen, or maybe not Jeffy, I don't know. Arrival? Arrival, Arrival. yeah. That's not, to me, not even close to a best picture. It had some cool moments, but it was, it was I mean, right. it was good. It was okay. And was I, I like her, and I, it was a decent movie, and it was, you know, I, I always like uh, alien invasion movies. Yeah. But that was... It was yeah, okay. I kind of how I felt about it. It was um, okay. Uh, lead actor, some n- notable ones. Uh, the guy from Hacksaw Ridge gets an, uh, an actor nomination. Ryan Gosling, La La Land. Um, Denzel, of course, gets one. And Casey Affleck from uh, Manchester by the Sea. He, for, and he won the Golden Globe. Yeah. So yeah. he's probably the favorite for this. Yeah, that's he is amazing the that Casey mm-hmm. Affleck. That's, that's uh, what's his face? Uh, ben Affleck, right? yeah. Ben's and then uh, lead actress, uh, the mo- Natalie Portman is Jackie. I actually wanted to see that. I actually wouldn't have I seen know, her. I know, I want to see that. Um, and the other one that's uh, oh. no, most notable, Emma Stone in La La Land, but Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Because you have to. You have you to can, nominate you her for whatever must. reason. And, and that's another singing one, too, where she's no, uh, the, the opera Go singer that away. can't sing, yeah. but she's a rich lady. And this time she's a bad singer. Yeah, she's a rich lady, so she rents out an opera hall, and she gets to sing bad in front of people. Oh, right. Good night. Good night, America. We've got some spoons here on the other oh. side, so let's, do, let's break. We'll come back on the other side with food. Really? Again? Yeah. <laughs> nice! Yes. Although I don't think we're going to be able to do nice. all of it. We had a bunch, but we're not nah, bring it all. too long. No. We'll get through it quickly. Well, let's do one kind, and then... All right, we got less than two minutes here to give you a taste test of this new flavor from 7-Eleven. They've got a bunch of new stuff they've been doing lately. This one is called Prime Rib flavored uh, potato chips. I will say that, uh, first of all... Prime Rib? Yeah, Prime Rib. Uh, You see this picture of Prime Rib right here. No, I can. Vegetarian-friendly Prime Rib potato chips. How is that possible? Uh, I don't know. It's amazing. And I will say it's also certified rockin' flavor. Oh, wow. So if you're thinking, hey, wait a minute, it, I know it's rockin', but is it certified rockin'? It is right is there. Is it certified by the USDA? No. Oh, It's certified okay. by 7-Eleven. All, All right. right. Jeffy's so, trying them. Here we go. Trying certified them rockin' flavor. Prime rib. Mmm. Oh. <laughs> Good. Kind of weird. That is not the word I would use. You know that what they did? That is weird. All you taste is the sort of horseradish that you might put on the prime rib. Has nothing to do with prime rib. It's got smokiness in it. Yeah, it does. Smokiness and horseradishes. Oh man, yes. that is weird. I would not buy these. I would not buy these either. In fact, it, I, to me, mm. it tastes like what I picture prime. Remember prime rib tasting like? Uh huh. But it's been so many years. Well, I, uh, to me, what I remember prime mm. rib tasting like? Ate mm-hmm. this. No. <laughs> oh man. No. I don't know. I'm torn. Uh oh. I'll go on a limb here. I give this a five <laughs> out of eighteen. 
Uh, four. Four out of 18. Four? A four? Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a five. I got to go above stew for meat. I'm going to give it an eight. Flavored ah. chip. Yeah, it's I'm an not. eight. I have uh, that one. Is, eight, eight, eight out of eighteen. Yeah, uh, eight out of eighteen. So All four, right. five, and eight. Not not a great chip, but we've got two other Seven uh, Eleven chips. And I, I think they did try something different. And we give Seven Eleven. We we we, we at least. Way to go! Applause. All right. Thank you.